Good evening, good morning, good day, good morrow. Wherever you may be, if you're locked in live, what's up? If you want to replay, what's up? This is Kira the Don. I join you today live from Maz, Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, deep in the heart. Deep in the heart, deep in the belly of the beast, baby. Deep in the belly of the beast. We come today with a special broadcast. Special broadcast in honor of our brother. The first professor from the Meaning Wave University. The first guy given that honor, you know. That's Jordan B. Peterson. He was down there in the belly of that whale, baby. Where everybody got to go. You taking this life thing serious, at some point you're going to have to go there. It looks different to different people, you know. But he been down there. He was not alone. He was not alone. You were all there. His daughter went down there, you know, with the goddamn sword. Sometimes you gotta go into the belly of that goddamn whale. Rescue your father. Order. Anyway, we're here today to celebrate that first professor of the Meaning Wave University. I told y'all. Don't you worry about a thing. Everybody got to go to that place sometime. You know, you spent your whole life asking that big question. How people could do those worst, like, how people could go to those places. You're going to end up in a place. Just how it works. There is no getting around that, much as we would like to. Anyway, we're here to celebrate as we always are. We're here at MAZ, here at that Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. We celebrate, right? And we are here to celebrate the return of that professor. That human man who's done so much for so many. We here, power up that man. You know, you know how we do. You know how we do here. We power up, right? We combine our energies. We power each other up. We don't need motivation. We got meaning. Discipline equal freedom. Doctors in the house, baby. And uh, tonight we gonna com- we gonna pull. We gonna pull our energies and send them combined superpowers in the way of the good doctor. You know that dog's have been uh, in the belly of that goddamn whale. You know that is taxing. It's taxing the belly of a whale. That ain't an easy place to be. You know what I mean? You don't come out of that thing unscathed. That thing will drain you. You know? But uh, we're going to send some energy in that direction, baby. 
Shadow Runner, what's up, baby? Says I'm cleaning my room right now. Yeah, you better be, baby. Movement dancers radiating collective positive mass vibes to the DOC. That's right. That's right. That's what's cracking, baby. That's what we up to. That's them epic activities in 2020 we engaging in tonight. We're here to celebrate life. We're here to celebrate. I'd be saying, mate, you should celebrate people where they're here. Don't just be waiting for people to pop up. We celebrate while people are here, you know? We're going to celebrate. We're going to combine our epic energies. You know, we're going to laser focus them energies in a specific direction. How's everyone feeling tonight? Sheila D613 in the place to be says, can't wait. Cosmic Kangaroo says, wave nation. God bless the good doctor. That's right. God bless the good doctor. Cosmic Kangaroo says, this going to be a good one. I can feel it in my claws. Yeah, you hear that sound, you hear that sound, that snap, snap, snapping of a million loves to claws, baby. Snip, snip, snap. Serotonin senses tingling. And breeze tequad. Savage chills as fellow lobsters rise. That's right, baby. Yeah, that's right, Milton Dan. You've got a couple new emojis tonight. Got a couple new emojis tonight. What up, Miss Superconductor? Dropping them lobsters. Yeah. Let's get that international high five cracking early tonight, baby. It's a simple one. It's a simple one. Uh... You know, the, you know the vibes. Tell me where you came from tonight to get into MAZ. And tell me... Uh, oh! For what are you most uh, thankful to Dr. Peterson? For what are you most thankful to the good Dr. Peterson? Who, uh, you know, he'd been chilling in the belly of that whale. But uh, he popped out of the belly of the whale. He got dragged out of the belly of that whale by his daughter. Like... You should definitely have kids, you know what I mean? Just in case you get stuck in the belly of a whale and you need dragging out. You might need the help of your offspring to drag you out of that whale, baby. I mean, they're the most likely to do it. They've got the most reason. They have archetypical, archetypal, uh, mythological functions to fulfill. You know what I mean? Matt Crittenden in Australia, the capital T. Truth! That's right, baby. That's how I feel, you know. Uh, Tim Romero says he's back. WMIV MD says thankful for him telling the truth. Yeah, that's right, baby. Dan Franks says all the lobsters are swimming in the water. Fa la 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 la. Show Rhino, see, he is a helper, a very great helper. That's right, baby. You know that that twenty that twenty twenty Fred. Uh, Benjamin Mukhtar, conquer the dragon, get the gold, share it with the community. Yeah, baby. Merk that dragon. This Sunday, mass vibes for JP speaking truth. You know, people in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone are big fans of truth. You know what I mean? If you were out there, if you were some kind of politician wishing to canvas, 
you might want to put some truth in your platform. I know that it's uh, an oxymoron, but she, as Kittle says, rescue the father. What up? Wayne Barini, New Jersey, don't know whom you speak of. Sorry. Well, that's okay. You're about to find out, baby. Light Elf 99, thankfully, speaks a message of hope to conquer the dragon. Mike Better says, thankful revealing the spirit of the father. What up? Steve Gonosh, hey, from Kentucky. Hey. Milton Dan Melbourne, JBP, awakened me to a whole framework of thinking. Thinking. That's epic. Jake Sterling, Melbourne, Australia. Thankful for reminding me to keep my shoulders back and keep my place in perfect order before I criticize the world. Major key. Major button. Hey, 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 hey. X Hammer 134. Thankful for JBP's efforts to give us young men purpose and meaning. That's right. Make some noise for purpose and meaning, baby. Cosmic Kangaroo Australia, the recognition I needed to train and discipline my character. Oh, bars. Shouts out to Marcus Aurelius all day. Defcon 25 Blades, SI New York. Grief for the lust is an otherworldly whale. Savage Chill came from Massachusetts. I'm extremely thankful for Dr. Peterson. I found his work while undergoing a mental breakdown after a bad relationship. He helped me find my shadow. Come back. Jam says thankful because he's tapping into the darkest perspectives and gives a way out. All lousy self helps makes me feel excluded. DS Duenna says big brain, bigger pee pee. Major League Facts. Cindy Bailey, what's up, Bailey? What's up, Bailey, baby? He says I came out the belly of the whale a few years ago. I have the good doctors to thank for that and you, Akira. Shouts out to you! God bless you, Cindy Bailey. Levera to Ireland came from Brazil. Shouts out to Brazil all day. Scroll, purpose and meaning in the house. That's right, baby. Meaning in the house. Purpose in the house. Truth in the house. Follow clear fast in the house. New York guiding me back to the path of truth and righteousness. Forever thankful. Sheila D613 in the place to be. Ottawa, Canada DDR. Dr. Pete cured my mind virus. He gave me a red pill. He made me appreciate the beauty of life. He made me learn the importance of truth. Personal responsibility, most importantly. Meaning. Yeah, baby, make some noise for meaning by Joe. Meaning. Shadowrunner, thankful for helping me facing the dragons of alcoholism and nihilism. Luke Cap says, good morning from Yangzhou, China. I'm thankful for his talks on sacrifice. Got to make some sacrifices if I want to better myself in this life. That's right, baby. Oh, my goodness. We truly have an international audience here tonight in the MOZ. We've got China in the house, USA in the house, Canada in the house. Many houses, right? There's many rooms in the mansion. Many rooms in the mansion, baby. So it's time for the international high five. You know what to do. You've got to cock back. You know, I mean, pay attention, baby. Follow a master. I've been doing this for a, a while. You know, I've been doing this for 107 days and nights, baby. I don't know what I'm up to. Get them three fingers in the air. Cock back. Turn up your sound effects. Cock back. You know, rise it up. Three, two, one. Power up! Them high, powerful high-five activities. We just redistributed all the energies between us into the central area here. Then back again. Now we're going to direct that shit to the good doctor and power up the good doctor because the doctor need powering up. We've been in the belly of a goddamn whale. That shit is uh, inhospitable. There's no dead beauty here. There's no call to higher being. You know, you, this is also why 
you know, I've, I've mentioned to people that they should clean up their rooms. That's become quite the internet meme. But I'm really serious about it because it's really hard to do that. And it isn't just that you clean it up. You also want to make it beautiful. Make it beautiful.
Yeah, baby. Make some noise for Beauty M-A-Z. Make some noise for Beauty. Make some noise for Jordan B. Peterson. What's up, Lex Weisbaum? Thank you for the support. Get after that jujitsu, baby. Welcome to the Wavely U. Thank you for being here. You are more important than you think, baby. It isn't merely that your fate depends on whether or not you get your act together and to what degree you decide that you're going to live out your own genuine being. It isn't only your fate. It's the fate of everyone that you're networked with. There's seven billion people in the world, and who are you? You're just one little dust moat among that seven billion, and so it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do, but that's simply not the case. It's the wrong model, because you're at the center of a network. You're a node in 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 a network. You'll know a thousand people at least over the course of your life. And they'll know a thousand people. And that puts you one person away from a million and two persons away from a billion. And so that's how you're connected. And the things you do, they're like dropping a stone in a pond. The ripples move outward and they affect things in ways that you can't fully comprehend. And it means that the things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. systems have collapsed it's like yeah maybe maybe you've just allowed them to collapse because it's a hell of a lot easier than acting them out and the price you pay is some meaningless suffering but you can always whine about that and people will feel sorry for you and you have the option of taking the pathway of the martyr so that's a pretty good deal all things considered especially when the alternative is to burden properly and to live forthrightly in the world if you live a pathological life pathologize your society and if enough people do that then it's hell really really yeah, yeah. the things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think more important than you think far more important than you think the things that you do and you don't do are far more important than you think. 
Yeah, what up, baby? Make some noise. Make some noise for yourself, baby. You know, one of the things uh, I was thinking about watching uh, Dr. Peterson speaking with his daughter on that video this morning. I was thinking, how insane, like, all that stuff. It's just, it's just such a short period of time, in just a couple of years. You know, he's, he kind of appears. He says, hey, 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 I've been looking at history, and uh, there's some stuff going on, and it leads to really awful stuff. Just thought you should know. And uh, people are like, oi, shut up. You baddie, that makes you a baddie. Don't say these things that make us uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, then uh, he works very, 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 very hard. Very hard. He condenses more into a couple of years than most people do in a lifetime, you know? And then just as swiftly, woof, like whooped upside of the head and smacked into the belly of that whale. And there you are in the belly of the whale, and all that stuff you was warning about starts just unleashing itself in a frenzy. You know? And you, like, go, damn, maybe, like, because... It's not like he was the first person to talk about this stuff. You know, we had prophets, baby. We done had prophets. This is from Friedrich Nietzsche. Of course, you probably know that he was the philosopher who announced the death of God. What he meant by that was that the fundamental metaphysics that underlie Western culture had lost their foundation. Consequence of that would be the disintegration of the idea of value itself. Especially a value hierarchy. He thought of the inevitable consequence of that, or one of the inevitable consequences of that, a dramatic move towards a doctrine of radical equality.
this means to us is precisely that the world be filled with the storms of our revenge. Thus they speak to each other. We shall wreak vengeance and abuse on all whose equals we are not. Thus do the tarantula hearts vow. And will to equality shall henceforth be the name for virtue. And against all that has power, we want to raise our clamor. You creatures of equality. The tyrannomania of impotence clamors thus out of you for equality. Your most secret ambitions to be tyrants thus shroud themselves in words of virtue, a grieved conceit, repressed envy, perhaps the conceit and envy of your fathers, erupt from you as a flame and as the frenzy of revenge. What was silent in the father speaks in the son. And I often found the son, the unveiled secret of the father. They are like enthusiasts, but it is not the heart that fires them, but revenge. And when they become elegant and cold, it is not the spirit, but envy that makes them elegant and cold. Their jealousy leads them even on the paths of thinkers. And this is the sign of their jealousy. They always go too far. So their weariness must in the end lie down no tarantulas. Hey. Tarantulas. Tarantulas. Out of every one of their complaints sounds revenge. In their praise there is always a sting. And to be a judge seems bliss. But thus I counsel you, my friends. Mistrust all in whom the impulse to punish is powerful. They are people of a low sort and stock. The hangman and the bloodhound. The hangman. The hangman and the bloodhound. The hangman and the bloodhound. Look out of their faces. Mistrust all who talk much of their justice. Verily, their souls lack more than honey. And when they call themselves the good and the just, do not forget that they would be Pharisees. If only they had power, 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 power. My friends, I do not want to be mixed up and confused with others. Some preach my doctrine of life and are at the same time preaching equality and tarantulas. Although they are sitting in their holes, these poisonous spiders with their backs turned on life, they speak in favor of life, but only because they wish to hurt. to hurt those who now 
is asked so that I can be firmly placed on one side of a of a binary argument. The reason I don't like to answer it is because A, I don't like to be boxed in, and B, because I don't know what the person means by believe or God. And they think they know. And the probability that they construe belief and construe God the same way I do is virtually zero. It's a question that doesn't work for me on multiple levels of analysis, but strangely enough, just as we were talking, the answer to that question popped into my head. I act as if God exists. I act as if God exists. I act as if God exists. for yourself whether that means that I believe in him so to speak but I act as if he exists then with regards to these other issues the divinity of Christ I would say the same problems with the question formulation obtain what do you mean by divine and also what do you mean by Christ these are very very difficult questions Now, I believe that the Logos is divine. If by divine you mean of ultimate value, of ultimate transcendent value, yes, it's divine. It's associated with death and rebirth. Clearly, I act as if God exists because the Logos dismantles you and rebuilds you. As if God exists. That's what happens when you make an error. When you make an error, some part of you has to go. Act as if God exists. That's a sacrifice. You have to let it go. Sometimes it's a big part of you. I act as if God exists. Sometimes it can be such a big part of you that you actually No. 
individuals who managed that, and that in their management of that, they transcended death itself. So what do you mean by transcended death? Well, in the case of Christ, let's assume he was a historical figure. Is his resurrection real? Well, his spirit lives on. That's certainly the case. Let's imagine that a spirit is a pattern of being. Patterns can be transmitted across multiple substrates. Vinyl, air, vibrations in your ear. It's all the translation of what you might describe as a spirit. It's that pattern. It's independent of its material substrate. Well, Christ's spirit lives on. It's had a massive effect across time. Well, is that an answer to the question? Did his body resurrect? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens to a person if they bring themselves completely into alignment. I've had intimations of what that might mean. We don't understand the world very well. We don't understand how the world could be mastered if it was mastered completely. We don't know how an individual might be able to manage that. We don't know what transformations that might make possible. I act as if God exists. M-A-Z. Yeah, baby, how you feeling out of there? It's that Meaning Wave Live. We're here in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. I'm Akira the Don. We're having a JBP Wave special, baby, in honor of that first professor in Meaning Wave, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. That is the beautiful voice you're hearing on all these songs. Well, the beautiful voice that isn't this beautiful voice, you know. This fine fellow with the big, big brain, you know, been down there in the belly of the goddamn whale, baby. So we are focusing our superpowers in that direction tonight, baby. We're sending them power-ups. Because you know the good doctor's still got a great deal to do, baby. You know what I mean? Still got a great deal to do. We only seen the first acts. You know, you get three of them things in traditional uh, movie arcs. And we are living in a movie, baby. And we making that movie too. All of us are actively involved. We are all participating in the creation 
of this beautiful thing, baby. Shouts out to everybody locked in. Show Rhino says beautifully bearded backup vocals. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Smash that like, baby. Spread that link in the Discord. All that we're going in tonight. We've got so many bangers, me and the good doctor, you know? We've just we only been working together a few years. Just a few years, you know? Was it 2017 or 2018 when I made the first one? I think it was 2017. Then made that first album at the beginning of the 2018, you know? Only a few years. We got so many bangers. You know, I haven't even rendered them all. I mean, there's like six mixes worth of stuff still to get turned into singles and shit, you know? Damn, baby, we've got so many bangers. Like this one, you know? This one. This shit called Trapping With My Dad. when I was 25. Hmm. Well, I was obsessed. When I was 25 or so, I probably weighed about 138 pounds. I smoked like a pack of cigarettes a day. I drank a tremendous amount of alcohol. My friends were heavy drinkers and most of them dropped out of school by the time they were 15 or 16, went off to work on the oil rigs and it was a rough town and we drank a lot. I started when I was 14 and I had a lot of bad habits and I wasn't in great shape physically. I was also still intellectually obsessed as I am now. That would have been in 85. But I decided around then, about 85, 84, something, that I was really going to try to get my act together. So I started doing that. I First of all, I quit smoking. Well, that took a long time because I eventually had to quit drinking, too, in order to quit smoking. And I started working out, started playing sports, which I'd never done. I was a small kid. I'd been skipped a grade, and I was small for my age, so sports were never really a domain of expertise for me. Although I skied and went... It's very difficult. 
like the mother who's too overprotective. I'll never let anything happen to you. It's like, well, maybe you actually want to have something happen to you. It's like, no, I'm going to make you strong so any number of things can happen to you. And when you need some care, I'll be there. But otherwise, like out into the world with you, that's the right attitude. And for the father, it's like, get your bloody act together. Autonomous Zone, find people at the Meaning Waves, Autonomous Zone. Stand up straight with your shoulders back and make some goddamn noise. What an epic record that was. And remains across space and time. Tell the truth, baby. Shouts out to everybody locked in, how you're feeling out there. How's that Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone treating you? Are you comfortable? Are you hydrated? 
Do you have all the beverages and things that you require? Is YouTube hero Alex keeping the vibes correct? Sure he is. He's a powerful man. You know, YouTube hero Alex, people mention his name in hushed tones. They say, YouTube hero Alex. What a guy. What up, Logan? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, shout out to everyone supporting. Lex Weisbum signed up for them jujitsu lessons. Says thanks to Meaning Fam and Don. Proud of you, baby. Welcome to the channel, Lee Yu. Welcome to the wave, baby. Enjoy those emojis. We've got some new emojis in the building tonight. <laughs> Whatever, 66 Chapter says, sorry I'm late. Leaf below a lord. Yo, man. I went down there today. There was no leaf blower there today, but the police were down there again, arresting uh, another lunatic. Many, many lunatics on Melrose in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles in general, you know. It's a crazed lunatic dystopia. And uh, I've only got 12 more days living here before I depart, baby, and set sail for freedom, also known as Texas. What up, Chris Grant? Says JBP Wave is some of your best work. Keep it up, Kane. Yo, thank you, Chris Grant. We will, we will, we will. New JBP Wave coming this year. I already started working on a little something, something. So much stuff. Oh my goodness, so much to do. So much to do. So much to do. Oh, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, my skill level compared to when I made the last record, this one. It's so much higher now. I'm really, really excited to get in. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be epic, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, Leon Davis says, best believe I'm going to be shedding tears to JBP Wave tonight. Best believe you are, baby. That's okay, you know, it's okay to cry. When it's, uh, you know, for a good reason, like uh, you're watching a movie or you're listening to a JBP Wave record. Yeah, yeah, what up, Leo in America? You'll follow the, follow the adventure, baby. We'll be live streaming along the way. I'm going to pack up the studio into a van and we're going to drive across the country. You know, I was talking with my guy at Sweetwater earlier today about trying to get the computer and the DJ equipment in some kind of box coffin situation to keep them safe. And then I can, like, pull them out. If we pass, like, a particularly picturesque bit of a desert, you know, or one of those giant... What do they have? Like a giant cotton ball? What is it? Like a woolen ball? A giant woolen ball. You know, if we pass the giant woolen ball, I could just pull up, you know, and pull out the DJ equipment and uh, switch on the stream and do a DJ set. An epic DJ set, you know? It's going to be cool. Uh, we're setting sail on, uh, I think it's the 12th. Anyway, we'll be, I'll be, we'll be talking about this tomorrow. I'll be, like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Save it for them, but just so as you know. Be back here tomorrow. We'll be breaking down that. We're doing the tour. We're, doing, we're going on tour across America, like I always wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman Dubzanski says, I too feel a deep connection with the Petersons and love the Toronto vibes. Yeah, same here, baby. Shouts out to the Petersons. Uh, you know, gave so much. Gave so much. Gave so much of themselves, of their family, shared so much with the world, sacrificed a great deal. And, uh, you know, we're grateful, baby. We're mad grateful. You know, this record I'm about to play, 
uh, was the first uh, Meaning Wave record wherein the vocal was recorded especially for the project. Uh, you know, I hit up the good doctor and I said, hey, good doctor, Do- doctor good doctor the Peterson. Uh, you know that 42 rules for life list that you posted on Quora, which I believe has since been deleted by the ideologically possessed uh, tarantula types. But that, that list, he wrote that list back when he wasn't so, you know, well-known. And it was the list that inspired the book, 12 Rules for Life. And I said, uh, I don't think I've ever heard you speaking, uh, reading that list. I would like to turn it into a song. Could you record yourself reading the list for me? Yeah, thank. And uh, he hit me back and said, uh, what ho, bucko? Uh, yes, of course. Here you go. And he, he recorded two takes, I believe it was, two takes of him reading the thing. And... Uh, and it was epic, you know. He's like, I did too, so you can pick the best takes. See which works best. And uh, and I did, you know. I did. Uh, it was epic. So, yeah, this is uh, Akira the Don and Jordan B. Peterson, 42 Rules for Life. Uh, and this is the only place you can hear Jordan B. Peterson uh, breaking down those 42 rules for you. In this context, with this beautiful music. In this original collaboration between the good doctor and the good Don. Make some noise! Put something in the air, baby. Something in the air. You got some fire, get that fire in the air. You got a smartphone, turn that, turn the light on and wave that shit, baby. You know? Tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Or, or at least, least don't, don't lie. lie. Hey. Do not do things that you hate. so that you can tell the truth about how you act. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. If you have to choose, be the one who does things instead of the one who is seen to do things. person you are listening to might know something you need to know. Listen to them hard enough so that they will share it with you. Plan and work diligently to maintain the romance in your relationships. Be careful who you share good news with. Be careful bad news make at least one thing better every single place you go imagine who you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that do not allow yourself to become arrogant or resentful try to make one room in your house as beautiful as possible. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Work as hard as you possibly can on at least one thing to see what happens. If old memories still make you cry, write them down carefully and completely. 
Maintain your connections with people. Do not carelessly denigrate social institutions or artistic achievement. Treat yourself as if you were someone that you are responsible for helping. Ask someone to do you a small favor so that he or she can ask you do one in the future. Make friends with people who want the best for you. Do not try to rescue someone who does not want to be rescued. And be very careful about rescuing someone who does. Nothing well done is insignificant. person you want to be. Be precise in your speech. Stand up straight. Stand up straight. With your shoulders back. Don't avoid something frightening if it stands in your way. But don't do unnecessarily dangerous things. Do not let your children do anything. of your suffering.
I'll see when you get there If you ever get there If you ever get there Genie is the root word for genius and it's a really interesting idea because there's this unlimited power that's associated with genius, but it's constrained. And that's really what the human spirit is like, because it has this aspect of the infinite, and it is something that can grant wishes, but it's also constrained terribly. I don't ask God for favors or for wishes. physically and all that but the thing is is that both the infinite possibility and the constraint are necessary right? they, that's what makes up the genie it has to be both at the same time and the idea that you know if you find your genie you can have your wishes it's right you have to really want what you're wishing for or do you have to make the proper sacrifices to get it, it can't be just some whim you have to ask for something that you would rather not have usually wisdom. Somebody asked me about prayer. They asked me if I prayed, and, and I thought, well, what do you mean by that? Exactly. I don't ask God for favors. Or for wishes. Or for wishes. I do think that if you sit on the edge of your bed and you ask what foolish thing you're doing to make it worse, that you'll get an answer right now. And it won't be the one you want. But it might be the one that if you listen to would set things straight. I don't think that I've ever been in a situation where if something wasn't going right for me and I sat and thought, okay, uh, I'm willing to figure out what I'm doing wrong, which is a big thing to think because you never know how much you're doing wrong. It might be something that you really don't want to contend with. But if you clear some space to meditate on that, probability that you'll figure out something that you did that was stupid, that's bending you and twisting you in the wind, you'll get an answer very, very rapidly. I don't ask God for favors. Something like, 
while you admit that there's a problem first. And then you ask for the minimum necessary intervention, which would be, all right, well, I'd like to move forward on this. Some small amount that someone like me could actually manage. I'd be willing to carry it out. And then you reorient the way you're thinking as a consequence of that. And something usually pops out of the abyss to guide you. Very strange. But it's not really any stranger than the fact that we can think at all. Because the fact that we can think is actually very strange. Strange like the fact that we can dream is strange. And that's strange beyond belief that you can dream. Or that something in you dreams. Which is a much better way of thinking about it because it's not like you're really in control of your dreams. Damn, baby, make some noise. Make some noise, M-A-Z. Put away. I've really been trying to make sense of this, hey, because, well, what the hell's going on? Why am I selling out 3,000-person auditoriums? I use the stage, let's say, as a opportunity in real time to think. I've been thinking, well, if you're surfing, you don't confuse yourself with the wave. The wave. The wave. That's a real mistake. You might be on top of the wave. This long-form discussion and the public hunger for that is best conceptualized like that. There's a technological revolution. It's a deep one. Online video and audio. Immediately accessible to everyone all over the world. It's turned the spoken word into a tool that has the same reach as the printed word. So it's a Gutenberg revolution in the domain of video and audio. And it might be even deeper than the original Gutenberg revolution because it isn't obvious how many people can read, but lots of people can listen. The wave. The wave. The wave. You might be on top of the wave. got a little bit of that with TV, right? And you got a little bit of it with radio. But there was bandwidth limitations that were really stringent, especially in TV, where you could get 30 seconds if you were lucky and six minutes if you were stellar. To elucidate a complicated argument so you can't do that, everything gets compressed to a kind of oversimplified entertainment. But now, all of a sudden... discussion real long-form discussion 
everyone is way smarter than we thought. The wave. The wave. The wave. That's a real mistake. You might be on top of the wave, but you're not. The wave. The wave. The wave. You might be on top of the wave, but you're not. The wave. The people front of this are being cascaded forward like a surfer on a giant wave on this technological transformation it's necessary to keep your ego under control with regards to the people coming to see me the proper attitude towards that and i think this is true for any performer is gratitude you bloody well be happy those people are there and you should never think there's something spectacularly special about yourself that's attracting these people and that somehow you're above them and they're your fans or there's this real power differential even though that sort of manifests itself because people are so happy to see you that's a dangerous pathway and i truly am ridiculously overwhelmed and grateful and happy and pleased that all these people show up Make some noise, baby. Akira. It's a beautiful day to be alive here at the peak of recorded human history. He's got clout. Yeah. How you feeling? Shouts out to everyone who support and God bless you. Akira. You dig? One two. Yeah, what's cracking? What up, one slick mama? What up, Cozy Khan? Says I can't wait for JBP to drop his new book. So you have more content to riff on. Such a harmonious relationship of sound and being a good dude. That's a nice thing to say. I gotta say though, baby, like, uh, your boy, your boy JBP could never utter another word and I would have uh, incredible things to work with for all of my days. That's how much work that boy put in. That's how much work that boy put in. You know what I mean? Just, just decades of graft, decades of grind. That guy's back catalogue is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, what we doing here at the MU, at the Meaning Wave Universe and the Meaning Wave University, like, you know what I mean? We aiming at a catalogue of uh, those kind of epic proportions. You know what I mean? That's that That's that noble aim. That epic back catalogue. What up, love coach? Thank you for the support. What up, Chris Grant? Thank you. Shouts out to everybody who in. Make some noise for yourselves, baby. Erect them noise pylons. Get after it. Akira. Yeah. He's got clout. You know, in Sleeping Beauty, Sleeping Beauty goes to sleep. And the reason she goes to sleep is because he has parents who are quite old. And so they're pretty desperate to have a child, like so many people are now. And they only have one child, like so many people do now. They don't want anything to happen to this child. Because, like, hey, it's a miracle. She's a princess. We're not letting anything around her. So they have a big christening party. And they invite everybody. But they don't invite... Maleficent. And Maleficent is the terrible mother. She's nature. The thing that goes bump in the night. She's the devil herself, so to speak. She's everything that you don't want your child to encounter. So the king and queen say, well, we just won't invite her to the christening. It's like, good luck with that. That's an eatable story. The mother who devours her child by overprotecting him or her. Instead of being strengthened by an encounter with the terrible world, they're weakened by too much protection. And then when they're let out into the world, they cannot live. And that's the story of Sleeping Beauty. Hey. Yeah. That's, that's the, the story, story of Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Yeah, it is. That's hey. the story of Sleeping Beauty. And they apologize to Maleficent when she first shows up and say, well, you know, they have a bunch of half-witted excuses why they don't invite her. We forgot. It's like, I don't think so. You don't forget something yeah, like that. Yeah. 
she kind of makes that point. It's like the whole horror of life. You don't forget about that when you have a child. That's for sure. You might wish that it would stay at bay, but you do not forget about it. The question is, do you invite it to the party? And the answer is, it bloody well depends how unconscious you want your child to be. And if you want your child to be unconscious, well, then you have the added advantage that maybe they won't leave home. And so you can take advantage of them for the rest of your sad life instead of going off to find something to do for yourself. Of course, you can take revenge on them if they do have any impetus towards courage that you sacrificed yourself 30 years ago and want to stamp out as soon as you see it develop in your child. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. That's another thing that would be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. Be quite pleasant. So that's what happens in Sleeping Beauty. Hey, I am. I am. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. I am. I am. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. I am. I am. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. I am. I am. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, well, none of this is pleasant, and nothing that happens in that story is pleasant. So Sleeping Beauty, she's naive as hell. They put her out in the forest and have her raised by these goody-two-shoes fairies. And then the first idiot prince that wanders by, she falls in love with so badly that she has post-traumatic stress disorder when he rides off on his horse. That's what happens. Then she goes into the castle and she's all freaked out because she met the love of her life. Like five minutes. That's when the spinning wheel, that's the wheel of fate, pops up and she pricks her finger. They try to get rid of all the spinning wheels. They try to get rid of all the wheels of fate with their pointed ends. She finds and pricks her finger, falls down unconscious. Well, she wants to be unconscious, and no bloody wonder. She was protected her whole life. She's so damn naive that her first love affair just about kills her. She wants to go to sleep and never wake up. Never wake up. Never wake up. She wants to go to sleep and never wake up. And so that's exactly what happens. And then she has to wait for the prince to come and rescue her. You think, how sexist can you get? That's a boneheaded way of looking at the story because the prince isn't just a man who's coming to rescue the woman. The prince also represents the woman's own consciousness. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. That's the story of Sleeping Beauty. that forward-going, courageous consciousness. A woman herself will drift into unconsciousness and terror. All she can do is lay there and sleep, like the sleep of the naive and damned. She has to wake herself up, bring her own consciousness, her own masculine consciousness into the forefront so that she can survive in the world. Unless the woman is taken out of man, so to speak, then she isn't a human being. She's just a creature. And that's partly what's embedded in this story. So you don't want to read it as a patriarchal... You don't want to read anything that way. M-A-C! Make some noise for that boy JBP! And not reading anything that way, because that's just stupid. Baby, we don't need people to cause more problems. You know, we need people to solve problems. The first chapter I have in my book yeah. is called Stand Up Straight With Your Shoulders Back. And it's an injunction to be combative, not least to further your career, let's say, but also to adopt a stance of ready engagement with the world and to reflect that in your posture. I kind of have an affinity for lobsters. When a lobster loses a fight, he kind of crunches down, so he looks smaller. When he wins a fight, he stretches out, looks bigger. And so he's signaling to other lobsters the tally of his victory. So you think, well, so what? The lobster runs on serotonin. 
neurochemical. And if the lobster loses, the serotonin levels go down. And if he wins, the serotonin levels go up. And when the serotonin levels go up, he stretches out. And he's a confident lobster. And one of the consequences of that is if a lobster loses a battle and you give him the equivalent of antidepressant, then he stretches out and he'll go fight again. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey, stand up straight, hey, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey, stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. So antidepressants work on lobsters, and you think, well, who cares? It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. We diverged from lobsters from an evolutionary perspective 350 million years ago, and it's the same circuit. It's absolutely unbelievable, and that shows you how deep inside you, how basic, how primordial that circuit is in you. It's sizing other people up and looking at where they fit in the hierarchy. The idea of the hierarchy is at least 350 million years old. And so I read that and I think, well, so much for the idea that human hierarchies are a social cultural construct. It's like, no, that's wrong. It's not just a little bit wrong, it's unbelievably wrong. It's mind-bogglingly wrong. Lobsters have hierarchies. That's a third of a billion years ago. Okay, that's not a social construction. It's part of being itself. And if you only see a hierarchy as power and tyranny, then you're looking at the world wrong. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey, stand up straight, hey, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey, stand up straight, hey, stand up straight with your shoulders back. So this basically says, I'm open to the world. But what it also says is I can handle being open to the world. So it signifies confidence and confidence. The deepest Christian idea is that you should accept the vulnerability of being. That's the acceptance of the crucifixion. You're out to X where all the suffering takes place. You're gonna whine about that, no, and get resentful and bitter about it, or are you gonna say, bring it on, bring it on, and handle it, no matter what it is. And the idea is that if you can do that, you will transcend the tragedy. And it's like, well, could that be true? Well, if you admire the courageous, so well, how courageous can you get? That's the question. How courageous can you get? Well, you practice. Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight. With your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, with your shoulders back. Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, hey! Stand up straight, stand up straight, stand up straight, with your shoulders back. Make some noise, baby. Yeah!
What up, one slick mama? Bless up, one up, hi. Hold up. Let's get it. Hey, hey, how you feeling out there? What up, Batbug Film 14, Broken Umbrella, MTN Entertainment, Show Rainu, Austin Coman, Liam Davis, Lex Wise Bump, Diminished Seventh, what's cracking, baby? Hey, bless up, Diminished Seventh, appreciate the support, baby. What up, Melinda K? What up, David Ewing? YouTube Hero Alex. What a guy! Yeah! Thank you for letting the people know about the uh, the Meaning Wave Classic logo shirts issue with the shop. I didn't even know. I'll fix that, baby. I'll fix that. If you want that Meaning Wave Classic logo shirt, you better better search for it, apparently, right? You search Meaning Wave? Is that what you do? This one is easy to find. Just, uh, just look for the big, beautiful Jordan B. Peterson face at MeaningWave.com. Dun, 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 da, 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 dun, dun, dun. Never more relevant. These records all seem to get more relevant as the days go by. One of the things that's happened in our society is that we seem to have concluded that strong men are dangerous. And that's partly because we think Western culture is a tyrannical patriarchy and the only reason you get to the top is because you misuse power. So all the men who are at the top of the hierarchy are all misusing their power and they're all tyrannical. And all the guys who have the aim and ambition to achieve that are just tyrants in training. That's sort of the basic attitude that we have towards our own culture and towards young men now. Everything about that is pathological and inexcusable and shameful. You know, I used to watch kids skateboard. I liked watching those kids. I like watching skateboarders do those crazy things. Because they're trying to become confident. They're facing danger. They don't want the damn protective gear. It's like, no. I don't want to wear a helmet. I want to expose myself to this danger. It's not that I'm stupid. And the kids are often shooed away. It's like, wait a sec. They're practicing being courageous. They're practicing mastering something in the face of danger. Don't bother children when you're skateboarding. Don't bother children when you're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when you're skateboarding. Don't bother children when you're skateboarding. Don't bother children when you're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when you're No 
kids alone. You did! They changed the insurance rules governing the playgrounds. Parents have raised money for these damn playgrounds. There's nothing wrong with them. They tore them all out. Two weeks before school started, there was nothing but dirt and gravel. I saw the kids on top of the school. Why? Because they needed some danger. Don't bother children when they're skating. Don't bother children when they're skating. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children when they're skating. Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Don't bother children. Don't bother children. Don't bother children when they're skating. Make some noise, baby! Yeah, 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 yeah! Don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Leave those children alone when they're skateboarding, aka leave them kids alone when they're skateboarding. I don't know yet, I'm still working on that. I'm still working that one out. Uh, I've still got to decide on how it's going to end. And then when I've figured that out, I've been basically just working that out live. You know, I've just been working that out live, feeling it out. When I decided how to end it, I'll, uh, I'll make a proper version, a recorded version of it, and release that for you guys. But in the meantime, if you ever want to hear, hear that, you just, you, ch- you click, you know, you check into the meaning stream, where you hear those exclusive epic activities. Those exclusive epic activities only in 2020 and beyond. You dig. Shouts out to everybody locked in. MTN Entertainment, Cindy Bailey, Andrew Kamarami, Michael Tapia, APOC 414 with that Meaning Wave dance gang. Shouts out to the whole Meaning Wave battalion, you know? You know what I mean? Stay strapped, stay woke. <laughs> you dick. I saw someone asking for this. This is part of the, uh, the Triple S, baby. That Triple S section. Acrifice. This is the Peter Pan story. Pan story. Peter Pan is this magical boy. Pan is the god of everything, roughly speaking. It's not an accident that he has the name Pan. And he's the boy that won't grow up. And he's magical. Magical. Well, that's because children are magical. They can be anything. They can be anything. They're nothing but potential. Peter Pan doesn't want to give that up. Give that up. Why? Why? Well, he's got some adults around him, but the main adult is Captain Hook. Who the hell wants to grow up to be Captain Hook? Huh? Captain Hook. Captain Hook. First of all, you've got a hook. Second, you're a tyrant. And third, you're chased by the dragon of chaos with a clock in its stomach. The crocodile. It's already got a piece of you. Piece of you. Well, that's what happens when you get older. When you get older. Time. Time has already got a piece of you and eventually it's got a taste for you and eventually it's going to eat you you. Hook is so traumatized by that that he can't help but be a tyrant and then Peter Pan looks at traumatized Hook and says well no I'm not sacrificing my childhood for that he ends up king of lost boys sacrifice you get to pick your damn sacrifice 
the possibility that have a real relationship with a woman because that's Wendy. Wendy, Wendy. She wants to grow up and have kids and have a life. She accepts her mortality. She accepts her maturity. maturity. Peter Pan has to content himself with Tinkerbell. She doesn't even exist. She's like, she's like the fairy of porn. She doesn't exist. She's the substitute for the real thing. Yeah. There's a sacrificial element in maturation. You have to sacrifice the pluripotentiality of childhood for the actuality of a frame. Well, why would you do that? One reason is, it happens to you whether you do it or not. You can either choose your damn limitation, or you can let it take you unaware when you're 30, or even worse, when you're 40. That is not a happy day. Sacrifice. You get to pick your damn sacrifice. That's all. Sacrifice. You don't get to not make one. You're sacrificial whether you want to be or not. When you're 25, you can be an idiot. It's no problem. Okay, well now you're the same person at 30. It's like people aren't so thrilled about you at that point. It's like, what the hell have you been doing for the last 10 years? Well, I'm just as clueless as I was when I was 22. Yeah, but you're not 22. You're an old infant. You're an old infant. And that's an ugly thing. Ugly thing. You choose your damn sacrifice. Because the sacrifice is inevitable. But at least you get to choose it. The problem with being a child is that all you are is potential. And it's really low resolution. You could be anything, but you're not anything. So then you go and you adopt an apprenticeship. At least you become something. And when you're something, that makes the world open up to you again. If you're a really good plumber, then you end up being far more than a plumber. You end up being a good employer. Run a business, you train some other people, you enlarge their lives, you're kind of a pillar of the community, you you have your family. It's family. Once you pass through that narrow training period, which narrows you and constricts you and develops you at the same time, then you can come out to the other end with a bunch of new possibility at, at hand. And you talked about that. He thought that part of the proper path of development in the last half of life was to rediscover the child that you left behind as you were apprenticing. Yeah. And so then you get to be something and regain that potential at the same time. Sacrifice. You get to pick your damn sacrifice. That's all. Sacrifice. You don't get to not make one. You're sacrificial whether you want to be or not. Sacrifice. Yeah, baby. You get to pick your damn sacrifice. That's all. Sacrifice. You don't get to not make one. You're sacrificial whether you want to be or not. You are. Make some noise, baby. JBP. Wave. Meaning wave. What up, Matthew Lally? Sacrificing that 499 super chat like a G. Sacrifice. 
Sacrifice, baby, from that JBP Wade Paradise LP. When did that come out? Was it this time last year? It feels like that. It was about this time last year. I remember the first time I listened to this album, I went for a bike ride. Uh, or was it a scooter ride? No, I think it was a bike ride. I think I, uh, I hired one of them bikes, you know? And I just cycled through downtown Los Angeles, and I kept cycling until I hit the river, you know, the Los Angeles River, where they had that chase in Terminator 2. You know where, uh, where they Arnie on the bike and, and the big truck and all that, you know? And I rode down a steep hill, you know, listening to this album all the way through to make sure it was good. You know, and I cried, baby, I cried, because it was better than, it was beyond, it was like, it was at that point a new level for me, and I, I'd, I'd reached something real, real, that I'd really been trying to reach, you know, musically and wisdom-wise and all that type of thing, particularly with that record, you know, particularly that bit, I remember that bit, and Strength and Suicide, that triple S, baby, that triple S, you know, because, uh, you know, and I'd made Meaning Wave, you know, people ask me, you know, Akira the Don, how'd you make Meaning Wave, you know? Uh, actually, I remember one time the good doctor, the good doctor Jordan B. Peterson, asked me that very question. Shouts out to Splashtown. I'll be down your way soon, Houston. I'll be in your vicinity. You dig? Akira the Dawn is a British musician, DJ, and producer. He's worked in genres as diverse as pop, hip hop, indie, dance. And more recently, perhaps, something that has come to be known as Meaning Wave. I cut the speech up with the beat, added some crackling vinyl. The older I get, the more I know just how little I know. Most men living one bad day away from being a wino. Many sing along, but how many can hit the high notes? But for the grace of God, go I know. Hello, hi. Pre-fly for someone from such a place as I. You might not walk, but you might fly. And you be living such a time. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I'm live from the peak of recorded human history. Hear them shout. I spoke that shit into existence Perseverance plus persistence Don't need motivation We've got meaning Discipline equals freedom It's that Meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way Meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way I said the speech of the shit to the beat It was sweet and that's how I made meaning way Meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way, meaning way combination of meters word and music chosen for its emotional and conceptual appropriateness from some of my sayings and my talks akira has also produced similar works featuring ellen watts jocko willink terence mckenna david foster wallace and elon musk among others so welcome akira it's nice to talk to you huh what are you up to Working, baby. 
I mean, you could say that it feels like it works. Hey, 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 hey. So there's a line in the New Testament where Christ says that no one comes to the Father except through him. Which is a hell of a thing for anyone to say. Yeah, it is. I am the way and the truth and the life. That's another Ooh. one. Here's the idea. It's as if there's a spirit at the bottom of things that is involved in the bringing to being of everything. People talk about evolution as a random process, but that's not true. The mutations are random, but the selection mechanisms are not random. What are the selection mechanisms? Human females are very sexually selective. That's why you have twice as many female ancestors as male ancestors. So the male failure rate for reproduction is twice that of the female. How is it that males succeed differentially? Females reject. They reject on the basis of what? And the answer is, well, it's something like competence. How is competence defined? Well, men put themselves in hierarchies and they vote on each other's competence. That's how you decide to follow the best leader in a battle. Well, then you don't die. Like, he might get all the women, but you don't die. At least you're still in the game. And it might be the same if you're following the greatest hunter. And the greatest hunter wouldn't be the person who was best at bringing down the game. It would be the person who was best at bringing down the game and sharing it and organizing the next hunt and all of that. What that means to some degree is that there's a spirit of masculinity shaping the entire structure of human evolutionary history. That's what that means. It's the spirit of positive masculinity that manifests itself across epochal ages, millions of years perhaps. And it actually has shaped our consciousness. Actually. It's like the essential spirit of all the great men who defined what greatness constituted. That's a spirit. Well, that's a purely biological explanation. That's God! God is the highest value in the hierarchy of values. That's God! God is how we imaginatively and collectively represent yeah. the existence and action of consciousness across time. That's God! God is that which selects among men in the eternal hierarchy of men. That's God! God is that which eternally dies and is reborn in the pursuit of higher being and truth. But then there's another possibility too, which is that that's actually reflective of a deeper metaphysical reality that has to do with the nature of consciousness itself. I think that's true, because I believe the biological case, and I believe the biologically reductive case, but I don't think that exhausts it. There's a metaphysical layer underneath that that the biology is a genuine reflection of. And that's the macrocosm above and the microcosm below. We are really reflective, including in our consciousness, of something about the structure of reality itself. Yeah. 
Father, baby. Make some noise for Noah. That's one boy. I, I got some ambitions in my life, you know. One of them is to hit them Noah years, you know. Get them Noah numbers. The sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. And Noah began to be a, a husbandsman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. Without! And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. 
And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed shall be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. I remember thinking about this story got to be 30 years ago. I think the meaning of the story stood out for me. When you read complicated material, sometimes a piece of it will stand out. It's like it glitters. That might be one way of thinking about it. You're in sync with it and you can understand what it means. And I think I understood what this part of the story of Noah meant. What nakedness meant in the story of Adam and Eve. To know yourself naked is to become aware of your vulnerability, your physical boundaries in time and space, and your fundamental physiological insufficiencies as they might be judged by others. There's biological insufficiency that's sort of built into you because you're a fragile, mortal, vulnerable, half-insane creature. That's just an existential truth. And so to become aware of your nakedness is to become self-conscious. That's what is revealed to Ham when he comes across his father naked. And so the question is, what does it mean to see your father naked? And especially in an inappropriate manner like this, it's as if Ham, he's, he's insufficiently respectful of his father. And the question is exactly what does the father represent? And you can say, well, there's a father that you have, and that's a human being, that's a man like other men. But then there's the father as such, and that's the spirit of the father. And insofar as you have a father, you have both at the same time. You have the personal father that's a man among other men, just like anyone else's father. But insofar as that man is your father, that means that he's something different than just another person. And what he is is the incarnation of the spirit of the father and to see that to disrespect that carelessly Noah makes a mistake right he produces wine and gets himself drunk and you might say well if he's sprawled out there for everyone to see it's hardly Ham's fault if he stumbles across him but the book is laying out a danger the danger is that maybe you catch your father at his most vulnerable moment and if you're disrespectful then you transgress against the spirit of the father and if you transgress against the spirit of the father and lose respect for the spirit of the father then that is likely to transform you into a slave yeah into a slave let's have Donko one that's a very interesting idea. It's particularly germane, I think. Yeah, it is. To our current cultural situation. It really bloody is. 
We're pushed constantly to see the nakedness of our father, so to speak. Because of the intense criticism that's directed towards our culture. The patriarchal culture, so to speak. We're constantly exposing its weaknesses and vulnerabilities and, let's say, nakedness. There's nothing wrong with criticism, but the thing about criticism is the purpose of criticism is to separate the wheat from the chaff. It's not to burn everything to the ground, right? It's to say, well, we're going to carefully look at this. We're going to carefully differentiate. We're going to keep what's good and we're going to move away from what's bad. But the point of the criticism isn't to identify everything as bad. It's to separate what's good from what's yeah. bad so that you can retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. So that you can retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. And to be careless at that is deadly because you're inhabited by the spirit of the father, right? Insofar as your cultural construction to be disrespectful towards that means to undermine the very structure that makes you not all of what you are, certainly a good portion of what you are. Go! Retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. So that you can retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. So you retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. So that you can retain what's good and move towards it. Retain what's good and move towards it. Yeah! Retain what's good and move towards it. You did! And so Tam makes this desperate error and is careless about exposing himself to the vulnerability of his father or something like that. He does it without sufficient respect. And the judgment is that not only will he be a slave, but so all of his descendants. And he's contrasted with the other two sons who, I suppose, are willing to give their father the of the doubt, something like that. And so when they see him in a compromising position, they handle it with respect and don't capitalize on it. And, and maybe that makes them strong. That's what it seems to me. And so I think that's what that story means. It has something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. Something, something to do with respect. You know, and the funny thing about having respect for your culture, and I suppose that's partly why I'm doing the biblical stories, is because they're part of my culture. They're part of our culture, perhaps, but they're certainly part of my culture. And it seems to me that. It's worthwhile to treat that with respect to see what you can glean from it. And and not kick it when it's down, let's say. It has something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. It was something to do with respect. Something something to do with respect. It has something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. 
Something to do with respect. Something, something to do with respect. So, and so that's how the story of Noah ends. The thing too is Noah is actually pretty decent incarnation of the spirit of the Father, which I suppose is one of the things that makes Ham's misstep more egregious. I mean, Noah built an ark and got everybody through the flood, man, you know? Not so bad, and so maybe the fact that he happened to drink too much wine one day wasn't enough to justify humiliating him. And you know, I don't think it's pushing the limits of symbolic interpretation to note on a daily basis that we're all contained in an ark. You can think about that as the ark that's been bequeathed to us by our forefathers. That's the tremendous infrastructure that we inhabit, that we take for granted, because it works so well. That protects us from things that we can't even imagine, and we don't have to imagine because we're so well protected. Something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. And something to do with respect. Something to do with respect. Yeah, oh, come on, baby, make some noise. M A Z, stand up straight with your shoulders back and make some noise. Make some noise for Noah. Make some noise for Noah. Make some noise for his sons. Even the idiot one. That Egypt son. You brought disgrace on a whole damn situation. My goodness. Make some noise for that ark. That ark. This miracle that the ancestors bequeathed to us. That we don't even think about, baby, because it works so damn well. We take for granted. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing we be doing here. Here at MAZ, here in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, is uh, not taking that for granted, you know? Being grateful for that arc, being grateful to the ancestors, you know, all those thousands of generations of bad motherfuckers who fought and lived and died and sacrificed so that we may live here at the peak of recorded human civilization with more opportunity for each and every one of us than could ever have been dreamed of by even people two generations ago. My granddad wouldn't believe any of this shit. God rest his soul. He wouldn't believe none of this craziness. You know? Like, he was just happy he didn't have to work in a coal mine anymore, you know? He was happy he made it through the Second World War alive. He was happy he made it back home. You know? He was happy that that brick my grandma threw at him didn't kill him. Shit. You know? Make some noise for the ancestors, baby. You did! I see you are utilizing that yeet emoji happily. Good. It ain't even one of our yeeting season things, but you know. Use the use them uh, use them emojis wisely, baby. You know the ancestors went through hell, so you could have emojis. Don't you forget that. And at this point, I would like you to all stand and all rise 
for the international anthem. Welcome to the Olympics, baby. Neo Tokyo 2020. Okay, so here's the problem. It was written. There's a big problem here. There's a big problem. The problem is, it's true. It's true. You're oppressed, 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 you're oppressed,
impressed, you're impressed, you're impressed God only knows why Ah! Well, I thought about that for a long time too Of course you did Well, you don't get together in the damn mob Damn mob! All that does is allow you to be as horrible as you could possibly imagine And suffer from none of the consequences That's a bad idea So how about we don't do that? Well, there's a deep idea in the West too It's like Yo, yo, if ever there was a more timely record, well, it might have been one of the other ones we played. God damn! We should probably like have a campaign to make that the Christmas number one. You know? What up, Palo Clearfast? Shouts out to everyone who's supporting. Says it's okay to be a sheep if you're guided by the best shepherd, the king of kings. I'm a proud sheep of the God. May I continue to follow his instructions? Get after it. Deco L-N-K-E-L-1. Thank you, baby. Says this stream is the place to be tonight. That's facts. 66 Chapa says petition for Think Again Sunshine Socialism track. Put a link in the Discord for me and at me on it. Put a link in the Discord and at me, baby. Savage Chair, what's up? Says Jordan Yeeserson. Teaching us to yeet our inefficiencies out the window, get our swords, and start learning how to use them. Though we should probably keep them sheathed, unless needed. That's excellent advice. You know, you probably should keep that sword sheathed. You probably should be a monster. You probably should be a monster. Yeah, yeah! Be a good one, though, you know? I read this New Testament line decades ago. I could never understand it. The line is, the meek shall inherit. And I thought, there's something wrong with that, that line. It just doesn't make sense to me. Meek just doesn't seem to me to be a moral virtue. Meek is not a good translation. What it means is this. Those who have swords and know how to use them, but keep them sheathed.
there's something wrong with winning unfairly. All of those things are bad. But you don't want people to win? What's the difference between trying to win and striving? You want to eradicate striving? One definition of a winner is someone who never let losing stop them. Never, never let losing stop them. Never, never let losing stop them. You should be a monster. Yeah, yeah. You should be a monster. You should be a monster. Oh my god. Oh my god. Life isn't a game. Nah. It's, it's a, a series of, of games. games. And the right ethic is to be the winner of the series of games. And part of that means you all you have to do is how to be a good loser. Because you're not going to win every single game. You should be a monster. Oh my god. You should be a monster. You should be a monster. I think we found one of those audio things. Those audio hypnotism tricks. You know them ones? Where you listen to something, right? But if you hold a different word in your head, it just becomes that. Listen to this and just sing in your head. In, just imagine the words in your head. You should be a lobster. And it'll start sounding like that's what's being said. Check it out. Do it again. You should be a monster. 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 Oh my god. Like, that's definitely saying lobster on the backing vocal. That's pretty weird, huh? That's definitely saying lobster on the backing vocal now. You should be a lobster. Be a good one, though, you know? Be a, be a good lobster and be a good plumber. Do me a favor, right? Be, do me a favor and be a good plumber. We need to know who the competent people are, and we need to reward them. And even more importantly, we need to tell young people, hey, there's some hierarchies of competence out there. Like, a thousand of them. Go be a plumber, man. Be a good one, you know? Be an honest one. Because otherwise all you do is go out there and cause trouble. We don't need people to cause more trouble. We need people to solve problems. Yeah. We need people to solve problems. Yeah. We don't need people to cause more trouble. We need people to solve problems. Go be a plumber, man. Go be a plumber, man. Be a good one, you know?
that and you can be to make a lot of money as a tradesperson a bloody reliable honorable uh forthright productive way of making a living way of making a living way of making a living and there is a hell of a lot of difference between a working man who knows what he's doing and one who doesn't both in terms of skill and ethics, right? And you work with someone who knows what they're doing at the bloody pleasure. They tell you what they're going to do. They tell you how much it will cost. They go and do it. It works, and you pay them. Perfect. Everyone's happy. And that's what happens when you have genuine hierarchies of confidence. Oh. Yeah. Shouts out to Michael the Welder. Shouts out to Joe the Plumber. Akira the Wave Lord. Alex the YouTube Hero. Jordan the Professor. We don't need people yeah. to cause more trouble. We, we need, need people, people to, to solve problems. sounds and still sounds epic that was the very first akira the don and jordan b peterson song that was the first uh, song that got called meaning wave that was you could say that was the birth of uh, a very useful profession the profession of a wave lord be a good one you know and i do my best baby i do my best every damn day to be the best wave lord i can the best wave lord i can the best uh, self-appointed ruler at the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone that I can. I'd be a good one, you know? i try my best. You know, be a good leaf blower. That's right, 66 chap. But be a good leaf. That's what I said to the guy. That's why I was so pissed off with him. It's like, you've got an opportunity here to be a good leaf blower. Like, guy, and you're just making a mess of the whole court. You're making a mess of the whole hood, baby. You, you know, like, shit. Shouts out to genuine hierarchies of competence, baby. Shouts out to genuine hierarchies of clout. <laughs> you dig? Now, uh, you know, we're here today to celebrate. We're here today to celebrate life, baby, and celebrate uh, the, you know, the first professor of the Meaning Wave University, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who has been in the belly of the whale. He's been deep in the belly of the whale since uh, at least last October, since like the fall, since the autumn. You know, that's like three seasons in the belly of the whale, baby. That's a long time to be in the belly of a whale. So we're here to celebrate, you know, we're here to unite. We're here to direct our powerful energies in the direction of that man. You know what I mean? When you've been battling inside whales for a bit, you need that energy, baby. So we send in that energy. The thing that really, like, I was watching that thing today, you know, I, 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 well, I listened to it, you know, I went for a ride. I stole my kid's scooter, you know. 
A little child's raised a scooter and I scooted off around Los Angeles, around uh, the Melrose area, which got set fire to and attacked by uh, the, ideolo- the ideologically possessed tarantula gang, you know? And it uh, looks pretty creepy now. It looks pretty dystopian and weird. And I scooted around there, you know, listening to, uh, listening to the good doctor talking with his daughter about the battle in the belly of the whale, you know? And uh, it was very, uh, you know, it's a simultaneously beautiful and horrifying thing to listen to, you know? Uh, a simultaneously beautiful and horrifying thing to listen to. And the thing that really got me, though, the thing that really got me towards the end, he said, uh, just because j- just in the past two weeks, he's been, um, I wouldn't say better, you know, but feeling more like a human, able to function more, you know? And the thing that re- made him realize that... Uh, you know, he, he was coming back, so to speak, back from the belly of that whale, was he rediscovered his love of music, which he had lost in his battles, in his, uh, you know, his, his uh, trials in the fires. He lost that love of music, you know, and that love of music came back to it over the past couple of weeks. That shit fucked me up, dude. That shit fucked me up. I never even considered losing that love of music that that's a thing that could happen. I've thought about all sorts of bad things that could happen to a person. I was like, or, you know, people ask you these rhetorical questions. Would you rather, uh, you know, lose your leg or your uh, eyeballs? You know, would you rather lose your, uh, your, uh, you know, uh, ability to hopscotch or uh, converse with toddlers? You know, which of these things would you rather lose? Would you rather lose... Your finger uh, or your elbow. You know what I mean? But I never considered losing my love of music. Never considered losing that love of music. That I had to stop, you know? I had, to, I had to stop and think about that shit. Like, that shit straight up fucked me up. That There's stuff in life that could rob you of that. Uh, like, that could be, like, a fate worse than, uh, than fates. Like, I couldn't, you know, I could barely envisage it. I could barely envisage that kind of pain. Because you know what they say about music, baby. Music is everything. So I'm just super glad, baby. I'm super happy. I'm super happy for our, our professor, you know. Our resident professor at the Meaning Wave University. I'm so happy that he's rediscovered that love and he's got that back. If anything means you back, is that, baby. Because without that, yeah, maybe you are dead. But he ain't, baby. He's got that. So make some noise for music, baby. I think the most accessible form for most people is music. And music, to me, is the most representational form of art because I think that the world is made out of patterns. And we perceive some patterns as objects, but fundamentally it's patterns. And what you want is all the patterns of the world to interact harmoniously in something where every element is related intelligibly to every other element. And I think that when your life is in harmony, then you can feel that. When you're dancing to beautiful music, you're acting that out. The music is the music of the spheres and you're participating in the patterning of your being in accordance with that structure and that gives you an intimation of of transcendence. Music 
Stream 107, number 107, 107 days and nights we've been here regulating the vibes. And one thing has been constant during that vibe regulation, that has been the presence and the wisdom. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, 
that powerful demeanor, you know, of Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, without whom this wouldn't exist, without whom the uh, Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone would not be here, without whom Meaning Wave University would not be being erected right now, being built just over there, a very beautiful uh, art thing it is. You know, they don't build buildings like this anymore, but we're building one now. We're building the Meaning Wave University. It's just like one of them, them pro- you ever been to Prague? Man, they got some good-ass buildings in Prague, I'm telling you, baby. That's what Meaning Wave University is going to be looking like, like one of them Prague buildings. We got gargoyles and shit, you dig? Yeah, yeah, we do. Shouts out to the whole crew, baby. Sheila D613 in the place to be says JBP is what led me to you, ATD, at a troubling time where my friends were consumed by the mind virus turning against me for liking JVP. You showed me a new world of music and a new community that accepts me for who I am. Yeah, we do. We love you, Sheila D613. We accept you for who you are. A kindly Canadian lady riding around on a bicycle, delivering food to the sick, uh, like something out of uh, a 1930s Disney movie. We love all of you here in Mass. We've got love for all of our brothers and sisters here in the Mean Wave Autonomous Zone. You know? You're beautiful, baby. You're beautiful. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here, baby. Uh, you know? Thank you to everyone who's supporting. Uh, you know? We, without you, this wouldn't exist. Without you, uh, maybe I would be a, a plumber. You know? Maybe I'd be an, a, a good plumber. I could be a good plumber. If I knew anything, it's all about plumbing. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lex Wise Bum. Get after that jujitsu, baby. Welcome to the Wave Lee U. Welcome to the channel. All the members, shouts out to all the members of the channel. Oh, jeez. Enjoy them emojis, baby. We've got a couple new emojis today. It's a beautiful day to be alive. What up, 66 Chapper? Uh, what up, Chris Grant? What up, Love Coach? Love Coach says, make it better every single place that you go. And that's some good advice, love coach. You know, that's some good advice, love coach. Cozy Khan says, I can't wait for JBP to drop his new book so you have more content to riff on. Such a harmonious relationship with sound and being a good dude. Shouts out to all the good dudes, baby. Shouts out to One Slick Mama, One Slick Mama, One Slick Mama, and Diminished Seventh. Shouts out to Matthew Lally. Shouts out to Michael Bacchioni. Thanks for getting me through so many workouts. I appreciate your gift that you have shared. Check out Muji. Would love to see some mashups from you. Muji. Oh, oh, Muji. Is this Muji? Is this uh, Satsang stuff? Is it a different Muji? Send me an email or something. You know, uh, hit us up. We care at meaningwave.com. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Tang, 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 tang. Palo Clear Fast, 66 Chaffer. Palo Clear Fast, this is okay. Oh, yeah, no, I read that. King of Kings, baby. Bless up, D-K-O-N-K-E-L-1. God bless you. 66 Chaffick, Savage and Chill. Shouts out to Jordan Yeeterson. Cozy Khans says, I lost my love of music, and I found it with meaning. Oh! Chip Church, baby. Loving the path in the new Scott Adams Mental Musical Mathematics for Success. Ooh, I like that. Mental Musical Mathematics for Success. Shouts out, baby. We got that new album just came out. The new Akira the Don is Scott Adams. Time is so crazy in the internet. 
That record's only been out a couple of days. It feels like a, a lifetime. Uh, Shouts out to Scott Adams. Uh, splash those Dilbert uh, dogbit emojis. You know what I mean? If you got them. Splash those dogbit emojis. Let me see them dogbit emojis, baby. Look at all those dog bit emojis. Shoot. <laughs> they look really good. They're very good emojis. Uh, Shouts out. Who? Somebody sent me that today. Uh, I can't remember your name. Uh, somebody emailed it uh, and said, hey, you should have uh, one of these emojis. I was like, yeah, that's perfect timing. I was just introducing a couple new emojis. And uh, the, the if I can, you know, basically the more people join the channel, the more emojis they unlock. Uh, I think we have to have like another 17 people join before they unlock any more. Uh, or something like that. Um, but yeah, the idea is when we release a new album, then that person should get an emoji, right? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Hey, was that you, Lee Yu? Hey, bless up, Lee Yu. Well, there you go. Appreciate you, baby. Shabba. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think we should have uh, one more song, huh? How about that? Who wants one more song? Let's have a one more song. Demand for the one more song. In uh, this beautiful night, you could—I could literally be here playing uh, Jordan Peterson songs uh, all night. I could be here for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah, but as it is, this is this is our time schedule. This is the time that's been allocated for us by me, who allocates the time. And uh, it's a little more, actually. The allocation goes one hour, 30 minutes for the morning stream, two hours, 30 minutes for the evening stream. That's what I've allocated, you know? Uh, what does that add up to? Uh, that adds up to four hours, right? Two and a half and one and a half is four. Yeah, and then plus, uh, you know, prep and decompressing on the other side, either side. That's like five-ish hours for streaming in a day, each day, every day of, of life. I think that's right. But then I always end up doing more. Because I just like hanging out with you guys, you know? You're, so, you're such a wonderful, uh, you know, such a wonderful, beautiful thing. You are. Look at you. You're beautiful. Thank you. You know, but uh, yeah, one more song. And I'll play this song because, uh, you know, I'm grateful to the doctor for many, many things. But uh, one of the things the good doctor did was uh, cured me of uh, alcoholism. The good doctor cured me of my functional alcoholism. Every DJ on the planet is a functional alcoholic. Or, uh, or, or then recovering <laughs> functional alcoholic. Because everyone in nightlife drinks, baby. And you're, in, you're a DJ and like the bar staff give you a drink to begin the night. And then they bring you drinks throughout the night to celebrate the success of whatever transition you just did. And all the people in the audience want you to have a drink with them. So they buy you drinks and they give you shots and they come over. And the people with the, doing the bottle, the people buying the bottles, they want to pour booze down your neck in a sort of like strange symbolic fashion. You know, uh, to show that they're uh, powerful. But also, you know, down with the DJ or whatever. And uh, everyone there is hammered, you know. Everyone in the clubs is hammered. So if you're not hammered, you're not on the same wavelength as them. And it's a bit weird. You have to. It's difficult to get on the wavelength of a drunk person when you're not drunk. If you haven't practiced, you know. So I, w- I was like a functioning drunk, I guess. You know, every night I was out there DJing in the world. And then I was making this album called uh, JVP Wave Genesis. And I did. I was doing a song uh, about what Jordan Peterson uh, thinks about booze, you know. And uh, by the time I'd finished the record, I was like, huh, yeah, I guess that's right. 
also i was like really really by that point i was really really intent on uh not just quadrupling down but just going all the way the fuck in on meaning wave and it's like i ain't got no time for hangovers baby I just ain't got time for hangovers. I got too much getting after it to do. How the hell could I do all these streams without a hangover? I just couldn't. But anyway, this is the record uh, that saved me from being a functional alcoholic. So uh, thanks, JBP. And also thank you, Theo Von, for uh, felicitating the uh, conversation. Felicitating? Is that the is that a word? <laughs> you dig! What's that drinking song? Yeah, and the funny thing is, if you're trying to stop drinking, you need something better than alcohol. And alcohol's pretty good. Better. So you better find something a lot better, man. It's meaningful. People do esteemable things. Woo. Like, yeah, well, you want to figure out something that you're doing with your Woo. life that's worth not getting drunk and screwing up. Yeah. You might say, well, why do people drink too much? If you like alcohol, that's a stupid question. Why do people drink too much? Because <laughs> it's great. So why stop? Well, you do stupid things when, when you're drunk. drunk. You hurt yourself, you, you compromise your health, it's really hard on the people around you, you tend to turn into Ooh, a liar, and it screws up your life. Sure. Like, yeah, but it's pretty fun. Yep. Yeah, well, it is, but you need something better than that. Whoop. And what's better isn't being straight and not making mistakes. It's, nope. That's all prohibition in some sense. What's better is, hey, no, you need an adventure, man. It's an interesting drug. Yeah, they do, baby. No, you need an adventure, man. You need to get out there and have something to do. Something worth waking up for. That's the substitute for the addiction. Actually, the addiction is the substitute for that. If truth be known. Alcohol really is a good drug for coping with anxiety. It makes you more extroverted and enthusiastic, more full of positive emotion. And the second thing it does is reduce anxiety. Consequences, baby. Consequences. 
You know, you need an adventure. When I got an adventure, baby, I got this meaning wave adventure. You know, I got the adventure of, uh, you know, the meaning wave autonomous zone. I got the adventure of uh, all of this, baby. Very excited. I got the adventure of uh, going on a road trip across the whole of America, half of America, I guess. Half of America, packing up this studio into a van, just driving it to uh, a place that I've never been. And that's where I'm going to live, you know, set up my lemonade stand of meaning. You know, we're going to, uh, it's that Texodus, baby. Texodus! That's what's cracking, baby. It's going to be hype. It's going to be ridiculous. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, you know. You need an adventure, baby. You need an adventure. And, uh, you know, Jordan B. Peterson got his adventure for good or ill. But, you know, mostly good. Mostly good. And you know, we know, baby, everything worthwhile is on the other side of suffering. Everything worthwhile is on the other side of uh, sacrifice. You know, that's just the facts. You buy the ticket, you take the ride, baby. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, we just glad, baby. We just glad. We glad. Ow, my bloody wrist. Yo, sacrificing this wrist, doing this live stream every day for 107 days. Yow. Yow. Milkman Dan says correctly, authoring reality is the adventure. What would you do if you were God? You know, Cindy Bailey says, Phew, I danced through one half of the stream and exercised the other half. That's epic. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to you. Uh, David Ewing says, Be a positive node in the network, all. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I'm going to shout out everyone who's been participating in the chat. If you would like a shout out now and you've not participated in the chat, uh, drop an emoji, say hi. You know, if you're shy, just drop one of them dogbit emojis or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, do that, you know? Thank you to everyone who's been here. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting. Uh, if you want to support the wave, you know what to do. You can go to meaningwave.com. You can buy yourself some fly garments like what I'm wearing. You can be cool like me. You know, you can uh, hit one of the links in the description. You can join the Patreon, become a member of the channel, get some fly emojis, you know? Uh, you can make a one-time donation because you want to make a one-time donation and uh, you want to help with the Texas streaming uh, budget. You know, we've got to get various things so that we can stream. My current thing is like, oh shit, how do I, how do I transport a PC without it breaking? So I'm looking into that. Um, what else? You could smash that like. You could ring your mum. You know what I mean? You could be excellent to one another. You could always do that. Uh, you know, you could always make some noise for yourselves. You can make some noise for yourself. 66 Chapper. Andrew Kamaromi. APOC 414. Arden Cobb. Catelyn Monson. Chip Church. Cho Rainu. Chris. Cosmic Kangaroo. Cindy Bailey. Diaz Duenas. David Ewing. Dilto. Dilto. In Mandislice Sanity. JC the Lionheart. Kushbu Katharina. Lorcan McSharp. Michael Tapia. Milkman Dan. O2Lex. Paolo Clearfast, RB, RB, one, two, three, four, Red King, Sheila D613, in the place to be, A Sigmund Wong, the Jeffrey Jellyfish, that's right, and Scrow, and Scrow, and YouTube hero, Alex, what a guy. Oh, two, Lex. Was that everybody to get everybody? I think I did. Everybody that's in the chat, yeah. What up, baby? What up, scroll with that epic combination of emojis there? I didn't even know you could do it. Old guy head like that. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yo, thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, this was another glorious night at the Meaning Wave uh, Autonomous Zone. Deal two's right, baby. Love wins. Love wins. God wins. You win. We win. 
Meaning way victorious, baby. Meaning way victorious. Yeah. I'd like to take this opportunity to, uh, as we do around this time, do a little prayer. You know, uh, wave father out there in that eternal ocean. You know, thank you for uh, this beautiful ark, baby. I just love this ark. You know, thank you to the ancestors. Uh, thank you for uh, the Petersons, you know, for the sacrifices they made as a family. Uh, right, right at the right at the edge of the world, you know, just in the nick of time. One does wonder what things would be like had they not done that. Where would we be? What would we, what would we be? What would we be? What would, what, what, what the heck, you know? What would we be like? What would we be like had they not done that? You know? Uh, we pray that you uh, give the requisite superpowers Turbo energies required for, you know, what will, will be an epic, don't call it a comeback, you know? And I pray that we all have the power, the fortitude, the presence of mind, the strength, the bravery to do what is required when it's time. And I think it is time, right? I think it is time. If there ever was a time, I think this might be the time. You know? To uh, speak your mind. To tell the truth. To go all in. Go all in. On being 100% you. In all your glory. All your uniqueness. All your realized potential. That time is now, baby. I pray you have the strength to do that, to be that. To stand up straight with him shoulders back, baby. And make some noise for yourself. Oh! Go forth, be mighty, and join me for a final, for a goodbye, for a bye five. One more time, let's lock our energies together across space and time, and this time we will direct them. In that high five moment, we will picture in our minds the good doctor in uh, as powerful and healthy and laser-eyed a version of his mighty self that we can, and we will pass on that power. You know, we will do that, because we can do that. That's a thing we can do. That's something within our power, within our control. You know how to do the international high five by five, baby. You know what to do. You know, operate camera three. Cock back. <laughs> Hit the Alan Watts button accidentally. Yeah, shout out to Alan Watts as well. Bang! Bang! Three, two, one. Right back. Back, baby, back out there.
Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night.